this is Christina from the future editing this episode. And while I was editing, I realized that the mic that we were using for this episode was not working. Um, I don't know what went wrong, but it just... The computer decided to use its stupid trashy microphone instead of the good microphone that we actually, you know, were using. So I do apologize, but this episode, the audio quality is quite terrible, but I promise the next episodes won't have this trashy quality. So I'm so sorry, but please still stick around for this episode. We had a lot of fun recording this episode, so please listen. (laughs) So sorry. So yeah, uh, we were on a tight schedule, so we could not re-record, and again, I do apologize. So um, back to the show. Okay, bye-bye. K-drama in room 343. I'm your host, Sichuan, aka Christina, and I'm with my co-host, Kimmy, aka Joanne. We are talking about episode 2 of Dream High. Yay! Yay! We just finished watching it. It's fresh on our minds. <sighs> A little too fresh. <laughs> okay, um, while I was editing the other ones, it kind of like seemed like we were too harsh or like it seemed like we were kind of making fun of Korean drama so I thought like we should put a disclaimer that we're not trying to you know make fun of Korean dramas or we love dramas yeah we love Korean dramas even though this drama all the time it's just it's just you know there are some cringy moments that like we just point out so we chose this knowing it would be cringy yeah delving back into the past so please don't hate us (laughs) if this is your favorite drama we're sorry We'll watch it again. <laughs> okay, anyway, so episode two. So in episode one, there was like a cliffhanger, and Susie, or Hemi, she went down on her knees and she was like begging the director, saying, Save me. And a lot of people, since it was like broadcasted to the other students, they all saw and they're all like, Wow, has she no pride? <laughs> <laughs> Muttering among themselves. Right. So then, um,. So I have here, acting is a bit cringy. <laughs> um, Susie, I know this was her first drama, so her acting wasn't very- Wasn't the best? Yeah. I think now she's a lot better in it. I don't know, I haven't seen re- her recent dramas. Oh, I've seen the drama with her and Izihi, the family book or something. The Gu family book or something like, like that. It's like the only drama with her I it's saw. It's like a historical drama, and um... In that one, she was okay. Like, so, watching this is kind of like, I I know she could do better. (laughs) Anyways, so she begs, Kemi begs the director, and the director's like, um, please don't beg. He said that's the worst thing you could do. Oh, he's pretty savage. And then, um, Kemi gets offended by him saying that, and she says, like, oh, I didn't, she gets up, and she's like, oh, I didn't mean it. I wasn't begging. I just wanted to see your nostrils. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I understand that maybe that was embarrassing for you to do, but I feel like that's more embarrassing. Yeah. Like, I was just trying to see your nostrils, like... Just pretending that it was all, like, a natural act, because she just wanted to see his nostrils. That's, like, the most unnatural act a person could do. Like, <laughs> kneel down to look at someone's nostril, but... And then saying, save me. Oh, yeah. So it's like, what was that all about? Your actions do not match up with your words. Anyways, um, she does this argue thing, and she says, like, oh, I'll make sure you regret your decisions or whatnot, and then Peggy, all of a sudden, like, she, she's all evil, with full of hate now, she's like, 
Nuh-uh. I'm gonna prove that he made the right decision out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know why she just decided to interject because it's kind of like a personal moment, you know? But, I mean, I guess she wants to prove her wrong. Maybe, maybe. Hemi then storms out and Peggy faints. I guess that was like a burst of confidence. Kind of, kind of suddenly, like, yeah, and it took dissipate. all the strength out of her. I don't know. Like, it knocked her out to, to stand up to Hemi, but she just fainted, and I don't really think that added anything to the. Plot, yeah, I mean, but, oh no, but I guess, like, when she gets back up, um, she goes to the teacher or the director. Oh, that, like, yeah. Yeah. Her, she like, conception to... dream, her mom's conception oh, dream. Oh, yeah. The beetle. Yeah, the beetle. So, basically, conception dream in Korean, it's, like, this phenomenon, I would say. Like, um, so, when a mom is giving birth or when she's when expecting, she's, when she's expecting, she has a dream. And it's something really random. And, and usually they're supposed to symbolize something yeah, about the child. I heard that, like, also you can buy these conception dreams. Okay. Yeah, like someone else. You can't buy a dream. No, yeah, people do. But it wasn't your yeah. dream. I know, but people do. <laughs> it's like buying yeah. a degree. Like, you didn't earn that degree. Like, no, but it's Like, true. someone else goes to college for you and you get their degree? <laughs> so how does that work? How do you buy a dream? <laughs> no, but it's a thing. So you just, you're paying to hear what you want to hear. Yeah, basically. Well, you could just do that for free. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, or like other people will have like uh, someone else have the dream in the family. Like it's not the mom, but it'll be like the dad. Or That's just be, like, their the dream. <laughs> right? But they say that it's like the conception dream, like Tim mom, right? Is the dad having the child? Like, is he giving birth? I don't think so. That's not a conception dream because literally, are you conceiving the child? Anyway. Uh, yeah, but that's just like a little background information. Background information on one conception dream. Did you have one? I don't know. I think, I don't know if it was mine or my brother's, but my mom found a really big peach. <laughs> I don't know if it was me or if it was my brother. So what's that supposed to mean? I don't know. She said she ate a peach. She, <laughs> she a, ate it? Yeah, it was like a huge peach. She said. <laughs> Oh, Maybe she was just again. craving peaches because she's pregnant. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. There was that she famous um, BTS Jimin's conception dream. Oh, what is it? Where his mom uh-huh. found a pepper on the tree. A pepper? A gochu. Uh-huh. And so, on the tree? On the tree. Okay. So, you know, it's like kind of symbolic. And then they were like, the radio host was like, why did you leave out that it was small? And like all the members started laughing so hard. Ah, it was a small gochu. Oh, no. It's famous. You haven't seen it? Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Anyway. So then, Becky's uh, conception dream, all of a sudden she says this to the the directors and the judges. When the mom was pregnant with Becky, she had dreamt of a beetle. And so Becky was saying that, like, because she dreamt a beetle... She thought that Peggy was useless? Is that what she said? Like, yeah, she's like, um, worthless. Like, worthless. She dreamed of bugs. Oh, yeah, so. Like, I don't know what that correlation is, but. Yeah, so Peggy was very, like, insecure. Insecure. Inferiority complex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, but I'm not worthless, right? Like, you picked me because of my talent, right? I was like, oh, well, I feel like she knows you're talented already, but. Yeah, the director doesn't say anything, and he just gives her the instant karma pendant. <laughs> and she's like, what is this? He's like, I don't know. She, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, like, made up some, like, BS. He's like, like, 
It could be uh, like a lucky charm, or it could be some kind of like a like a good luck token, some kind like whatever you want it to like, be. I was like, that's some BS right necklace. there. <laughs> like he made it up on the spot. He was like, I don't know. I like how. He- I mean, it was a nice gesture. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, I really don't understand why she had to give that whole thing about the conception. Yeah, dream so random. I was like, that's kind of TMI. Like no one asked to hear uh-huh. this, but maybe it's like setting up the background. Like oh, like. She feels insecure or whatever, but I feel like you could have already told that from her, her demeanor. Mm-hmm. By her, like, always copying him. I th- I think that part was, like, important. It's supposed it's to be, like, supposed- a la- like a landmark? Like, like in regards to the pendant, I think. Oh. Like, they tried, They just made that up so that oh, he could to give, give it the to significance the, uh-huh. of the pendant. Yeah, because that pendant, I feel like it's, like, a recurring thing, right? Trauma. Yeah. But I also felt like that was, like, a turning point for, like, her character because, like, she was also always, like, insecure and, like, now always, she's, like, like, looking up to Henny, but now, like, you know, she's more resolved and, like, she's more determined. Oh, yeah, she's so determined. She went home and there was this dramatic music playing in the background and she literally, like, demolished everything that belonged to, that she friendship. and Hemi, yeah. Or doing it to it. like her hair, she literally chopped off her hair. She didn't even like use. It. Was she even looking in the mirror? Cause that was like. I think uneven. she was, but like <laughs> she was so angry. Yeah, she was so angry. She had braids, two side braids, and she just chopped it off. And then in the next scene, like she has really smooth hair, like smooth bob. I think hair. she went to the shop afterwards because she's like. Oh, I mean, she could have gone to the shop first. I don't know. Maybe she wanted that catharsis, you know. Like I have to do oh, it yeah, myself. When she, when she cut the um, <gasps> the dramatic the moment ch- with a keychain, like from the from the phone, because oh, yeah, they used to then, have a yeah. Not back anymore, then. but so she just got scissors and she just snipped it away. Basically, just broke everything that was related to burned that bridge. I mean, I would too. I mean, maybe not to that extent. Like, I wouldn't cut my hair. That's true. Like, like what did my hair do wrong? But <laughs> like, I'll just look good. And, and she threw away all down. the clothes too. Like, because her style was so similar to Hemi. Like, okay, maybe what? because she realized, oh, like I don't like these clothes after all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could have done that sooner. But anyway. Anyways, yeah. Like a pull. So then back to the audition, Chuin Song, the thief guy. So he also went to audition and it was his number, but he was in the restroom pooping and it was his turn, but he told his friend, Jinguk, who is Taegyeon from 2PM, to create a distraction because he's not going to be done. So then Jinguk just suddenly just gets a fire and fire. He becomes a hooligan and just decides to just trash the whole waiting area and like threaten students with a with a mop? Oh yeah, a mop first. With a mop, and then he threw away like all these papers. Like oh, I yeah. think that's kind of important. And then he sprayed someone with a fire extinguisher. Like the staff, like the school staff. He was just like spraying the school staff with a fire extinguisher. And then he eventually gets to the audition room. And then the director is like, "If you're gonna create a distraction, just dance." Like, and then he's like, "I know you love to dance." And like, then suddenly Jungkook turns one eighty and is so angry too. He's like. Who are you? You don't know me. <laughs> and I mean, it's kind of true. Like he doesn't know him, but yes, how do you know he he likes to dance? Like that's real creepy. Like how does he know all these things? He's like low key, like a stalker or something. Cause yeah, like how does seriously. he know about all these students? Seriously. But anyways, um. Oh, also something I noticed. Like I think like you you said maybe JYP like helped write uh-huh. this drama, right? Uh-huh. So like. He probably had a hand in writing that bathroom scene because also the poop scene with the twins. Yeah, the the twins on scene uh-huh. because like in his nobody like Wonder Girls music video, there was like a similar scene where he was supposed to be like the the main attraction, like but Wait, he JYP was, was JYP was supposed oh, to be the star attraction. 
Um, so they showed him at the beginning, but then he got stuck in the restroom because he was doing his business and there was no toilet paper, which is why his backup dancers or singers, like who was played by one of the girls, stepped in and they started singing it instead. And anyway, I just feel like he has like an unhealthy like obsession or something <laughs> with like toilets. Maybe he likes reusing his ideas. Maybe, or he thought it was so good he had to use it as a Oh, maybe. But That's funny. Some trivia. Okay, um, so we finally see IU, Miss Sushi. Her name is Kim Kyu-suk, and she sings beautifully. Oh, so she's wearing this huge costume, like the, the sushi costume, and then the teachers are like, can you take that off? And she's like, um, can I just sing with it on? And the director's like, yeah, sure. So she sings, and she sings pretty well because she's IU. And um, while she is singing, Kimmy is um, actually like escaping, escaping on a motorcycle, on Jingook's motorcycle, because... She failed the audition, so um, she was trying to avoid the loan sharks because that will, like, destroy the deal that they made. Right. So she escapes via Jinguk's motorcycle. All the while, the song in the background is IU singing. And Hemi has a flashback. Like, she's literally <laughs> thinking of the moments, like, the, the few moments that happened really soon in the first, in the first two episodes. Scenes. In the first scene of this episode, like when oh, yeah. when she was kneeling, like mm-hmm. she just reminisces that. No, that's like why I don't like flashbacks and dramas because they have so little to work with because we only know what's happened in the drama and not like before in their lives. Mm-hmm. So it's like they just show the same scenes over and over again. Yeah. In previous episodes. It's like, do they not have a life outside of what also, just happened? Also, you know, without those flashbacks, because we already know. But what we happened. just saw it. We just saw it. Without those flashbacks, they could have added something else. Like, something that's going to happen instead of just showing us, right. like, over and over again. Or just make the drama shorter. That too. <laughs> Without the flashback. Anyways, she's crying. She Oh, she gets off the... They, he lets her out in, like, this... Like, near or near a river? I don't know. Like, some yeah. scenic overpass. Right. So, she gets off, and then she's crying, and she didn't give him back his helmet, so she was like, can you give me back the helmet? And she's like, go away. So, um, that's understandable. It's like it's my it's my motorcycle helmet. I paid good money for this. Those don't come like easy. Like give it back. But she's like no. And then she and then, pulls like, it off. And then she's crying. And then he feels bad. I guess like we're he- like don't do it because <laughs> if you've seen a drama before, you know you, what's coming. You know, yeah. He's gonna put it back on. Or and then he does. I mean, <laughs> when we were watching it, we were just like, okay, okay. He 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 made that face. Where it was where like, you know it's coming. Oh, where you know it's coming. Like, he made the, oh, what do I do face. That, like, he just saw a girl cry for the first time, maybe. Because he's whole like, life. <laughs> he's like, what do I do? Yeah, what do I do? And he just puts the helmet back on, which I don't think that's what you should have done. At that point, we both screamed. I oh, mean, yeah. we both knew it was coming, but nothing really prepares you for that. I mean, another option could have been, you know, pull out a tissue. like Or, like, hug go. her. Or, like, I mean, that's kind of weird, too. Routine, it's yeah. like... She tried to steal your helmet. She's been an overall jerk to me. Like, I'm not gonna hug her. <laughs> Putting the helmet on. She called him a pervert. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, hugging her probably helped. So, I guess that was his best move. That's true. Now that we're, like, thinking of in, all the in options. retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> but still. But still. So, oh, so IU finishes her song, and then that's. It goes back to the her scene, and. 
the judges are all forcing her to take uh, her sushi suit, sushi off. suit off. So Ayu does, but or Yusa takes the head portion off. She so Ayu in this character, she's wearing a fat suit and she's like supposed to be this very unappealing girl, but she looks kind of cute though. Yeah, yeah. So she has like glasses and like the bushy, unkempt. Bluey hair, very chubby cheeks, prosthetic on her nose. Yeah. And then, so the judges are like looking at her and they're like, oh my god. Why does she look like that? Oh, like. She has a nice voice, but she looks like. It's a shame. It's like, whoa. Yeah, I was like, what is this though? Like, oh, we wanted a singer, but she doesn't look good, but she can sing, so I don't really know. It's like, but you wanted a singer, so. So, I mean, she can sing, so I don't don't see the problem here, but. I feel like this is just like the recurring theme in Korean dramas as well. Like, she has everything, but she's not pretty. Yeah, it has to be the looks. I mean, who cares about the looks if you have the talents, you know? Anyways, um, so she passes, and then when she comes out, she kisses a picture of (gasps) Opa, and (laughs) she's like, oh, Opa, I passed, or I passed, and she kisses the picture, and it's actually Kim Young-ju from the first episode. He made a cameo. In a picture. He's also in Boys Over Frogs. He's one of the F boy characters. Oh yeah, yeah. Our future podcast. <laughs> Look forward to that. <laughs> anyway, so Oh Hyuk, who's the teacher? Oh, he's about to be dismissed from the school because of his like bad results. And then I also have the bowing down and all fake emotes. I think I'm talking about the VP. Oh yeah, the, the vice president. It's like I think it's very noticeable in Korean culture as well mm-hmm. about about like how the top person seniority and like the position. even though it's like he's like a little bit younger, like all the people below him bow and they show respect and like all the formalities, mm-hmm. while the top person is just you know like yeah, sure. But I mean, he's not rude to them. Yeah, he's not rude to them, but it's kind of so obvious that like he has the power. Mm-hmm. And um, all the other lower ranked people they don't really have a voice. Yeah. So, anyways, um, the VP was trying to say like, oh, I think in the beginning, in the first episode, he was gonna have one per incoming students, mm-hmm. right? They only and then they only had ninety seven. So the VP was like, oh, you only have ninety seven. And then the director was like, oh, I already have three people in mind. Don't worry like, about it. I got it. Yeah. I got and, then, you. and then the VP is like, I mean. Like, okay, okay. In that's, the VP's point of view, it that's makes pretty sense. understandable. Yeah, that's it's so like, oh, like this like, is supposed to be an audition. Like, right? If you're gonna do that anyway, like, what was the whole point of auditions? Yeah. So it makes sense that he has some kind of like misgivings. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so the um, director is like, oh yeah, the three students will be um, in a special, special program, a special recruit program, and that program is gonna be led by Oh Hyuk who's the teacher, and the, the VP was like, oh, he's supposed to be already, like, dismissed, like, he's gonna be fired soon, and then Oh Hyuk was, oh, I'm, and then the director's like, but don't you need my permission to fire him? And then, like, we both were like, ooh! <laughs> I wrote, VP grilled. <laughs> grilled? <laughs> That's true. <sighs> anyway, so, Kimmy comes back home to find her little sister on the streets, at night time, she she was like fooling around, wandering. I don't know what she was doing for those hours because the sun was still out when she was at that scene in yeah, overpass. Yeah, the helmet. And then she came home and it was like all dark, and her sister is like on the streets with like the rest of her stuff because they've been kicked out of their house because of the loan sharks and stuff. Um, and then Jingu 
goes to the Hyun's house. Hyun is like it's like the Korean term for older brother. But they're so not it's just blood like, relatives. Yeah, they're not like just close friends. Yeah. So Hyun, you can mean just any older guy. If you're a guy. If you're a guy. And then Opa would be guy if you're a girl. So anyways, so Jingle goes to his close friend's house and the two of them are like betting <laughs> against each other, like the odds of becoming lawyer for the Hyung and for Jingle the admission uh, to admission the Kieran school. Art School. Yeah, this he just said sad. it as a passing comment. Yeah, and it was just supposed to be like a comic cool like movie, a friendly banter. But also at the same time, it was kind of like sad. Like oh, like our dreams are so impossible. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like oh my gosh, <laughs> relate, you know. <laughs> And when he said that, like, oh yeah, the odds of me becoming a lawyer is 0. 0.0001, <laughs> I was like, ooh, all you med school students out there, good luck. Anyways, so, uh, oh, we forgot to talk about how before Jingguk stormed out of the, uh, the audition place, he saw the other 2PM guy Uyong. dancing, Uyong, yeah, dancing, and Jingguk was just, like, silently watching him. Just, like high key creepy. Oh. He just like stared at him. But it wasn't even like he was hiding and looking. But he was he like, was, like just straight on. Just, like he was just standing in front of him and just like staring. yeah, like a few feet away. You know, right. just staring directly at him, which is kind of like, creepy. What in the world? Like kind of creepy. Anyways, he was like looking at him, and then back to uh, what we were talking about in the Hyung's house. He goes to the rooftop. Jingle goes to the rooftop of the Hyung's place. I think it was a dorm. He mm-hmm. said it was a dorm. dorm, and um, he suddenly drops his bag, like, wh- and we were like, okay, oh no, because oh no. if you're a seasoned Korean drama viewer like we are, you know there are those certain moments where you can feel something's coming, like mm-hmm. the previous scene that we talked about, you know, with the with the helmet. Oh, with yeah. the helmet, you just know something like cringy is coming mm-hmm. on. This is one of those moments. So he suddenly drops his bag, and then. He starts dancing <laughs> with no warning. With no warning. There, with no well, music no, 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 either. There was a warning. There was a warning. There was a warning. Oh, the bag dropping was. The warning. No, the, he, he he dropped his bag, and then he there was a flashback. There was a flashback to the other two p.m. guy dancing. There was a flashback. There was a, there flashback. Was a flashback. They didn't warn us. They didn't warn us. <laughs> okay, so I mean, we knew it was coming, but still. So he dropped his bag, and then there was a flashback to when he was creepily watching the other 2pm guy dancing and then suddenly he dances the same I think it's the same dance too same routine same dance same routine he somehow memorized it all while he was watching it and he, he was just dancing on the so rooftop busting out by the himself moves. and then after his like ending scene he makes this like really serious face looking off into the distance while breathing very heavily which which is another you know motif in k-dramas <laughs> I wrote so serious looking at question mark <laughs> What was he looking at? Like, there's uh, nothing there. There's nothing there. There's no one there. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyways, um, Kimmy and her little sister are on the streets, and they go to the hideout place. The sketchy hideout place. That we mentioned in the previous podcast episode. Yeah, that's where the b-boys happened, where Tween's home was b-boying, mm-hmm. and then, like, they almost get into a fight. Yeah, so... Kemi takes her sister to that hideout place. They're crashing there indefinitely. Which is kind of rude, you know, because it's like, are you paying rent? Like, also, how do they, like, 
do that? Is that place not locked? I guess not, but it's like, you don't even dance there. Like, anyway. Seriously, it's like a clubhouse. They're just there crashing. And then Jingle comes to crash there as well. Because he left his Hyung's place since the Hyung is like helping out with his family. Yeah, this is also place. sad too. It's just like, very Hyung sad. is just sad. I feel so bad for Hyung. He has to go back to um, his like village or his hometown because he has to help out at his dad's chicken place. And so like he had to like, like I guess end his dream of becoming a lawyer. And then that's why I think Jingu was like, but what about your dream of becoming a lawyer? And he's like, oh, that's yeah, but how my chance is like 0.001. Mm-hmm. Might as well help out. It's like, I felt so bad. Poor Hyung. Anyway, so uh, Jingu goes back to the hiding place and he finds Tammy and her sister sleeping in the little car that was there. And then he has this flashback. There's a lot of flashbacks in this episode. There really were. He has a flashback, but this one's not like anything we've seen before. It's like a flashback to their childhood. There's two kids. Fighting for yogurt drink. Yo- yogurt drink. Which is like this little, like... I'm pretty sure if you're Korean, you would know Yakult. 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 Yogurt. You know, like, I don't... When I lived in Korea, there was a yogurt ajumma. So, oh, yeah. there's a lady who comes around in the neighborhood. Like, I know because house. you sing a song about it. Oh, what? Me? Mm-hmm. I don't know the song. But then... Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. No, they don't have a song. I think it's probably something else. Yakurut song? Yeah. I don't remember. No, they don't have a song. They don't they don't make their they're very silent women. <laughs> they like just, they have it in their like yeah, they just, carts, right? Yeah, they just place their yakurut in the bag. There's a bag like um hanging out in the apartment door. Like if you have like milk or yakurut, if you order like the subscription for it, they just leave it in the bag. Like you don't oh, really notice them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean like silent women as in like but like <laughs> you don't hear that. Yeah, like, there's no conversation. Yeah. Much less a song. <laughs> okay, anyway. So Yagurutsu or the, no the two kids are fighting about these Yagurutsu. <gasps> it was in it was in Running Man. You playing that? The song. Yeah. The song? Yeah, it was, it was a like, song. Yagurutsu Ajuma, Yagurutsu I've never heard It was in a Running Man one, where the one where Sandy came out. Oh, really? Oh. Oh, I don't remember. Anyways, I don't know why I remember that. Well, the Yagura Tajima in my apartment. <laughs> she she was. Okay, so back to the two kids fighting about Yagura 2. It's a boy and a girl, and they're fighting about Yagura 2. And the guy's name is Shihyo, and um, he's hiding from his mom. Because apparently he's gonna get sent to an orphanage, and um, the like girl, things escalated so quickly. So quickly, they were fighting over these yakurutsu, and then like suddenly this, like she cries, and so he's like, "Okay, fine, you can have it." And then and then um, and you his hear his mom, mom yelling out for him in the background. He's like, "Wait, oh, you like need to hide. We, we, she can't find me, or she's gonna send me to an orphanage." I was like, "What the heck?" You were literally just arguing for a yakurutsu, like, which is like fifty cents, and then suddenly like he's gonna get it sent off to an orphanage. I was like. <gasps> Just give him the yogurt! <laughs> girl, why are you crying? Let him have it. And then, so you find out that the girl is Kemi. And um, so it goes back to the present. And, and Shiok is, is, is Jingu. Oh yeah, Shiok is Jingu's real name. So Jingu was not his real name. Sketchy character. And I wrote, like, the fact that he knew her before. And didn't even disclose it to her. Well, no, in the beginning. Well, I mean, he tried. 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 He t
so that's all that he's talking about. Who's gonna remember about. if you say that? Also, like, like, give her a few hints. That was, like, they were kids. kids. They were kids. Like, of course she's not gonna remember. No, but you don't know. They don't even no, look no, like... No, 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 but, like, the... <laughs> the child actors don't even look like them. That's true. <laughs> they don't even look like the huge growth spurts. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so I looked at the cast, and uh-huh. you know his name is Jason. Jason! Okay, the other two fan guys, Jason. So then, okay, so the flashback ends, and then um, he's watching her sleep, like watching Kimmy <laughs> and um, this little sister sleep in, in a non-creepy car. way. In a non-creepy way. And then he acts in a creepy way. Who are you, right? Is that what he acts? Who are you like? <laughs> what does that translate to? What kind of person are you? Oh, what kind of person are you? Okay, that makes sense. Then who are you like? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to think that I'm this kind of person. <laughs> okay, so the next day, Lone Shark finds Hemi and um, kidnaps her. And the little sister memorizes the license plate. Um, she's very smart and so cute. Very resourceful. And then also, uh, Jingle realizes that she's been kidnapped and gets on his motorcycle and goes to rescue him. So the Lone Sharks find out that Hemi didn't make it to the audition, or like, she didn't make the cut for Canadian High School. Mm-hmm. So then they make her sing at a nightclub. Which had no customers, so I don't know how. <laughs> also, like, she's a minor. Like, that's not... Yeah, um, let's, just, let's just gloss over that fact. And so she's forced to do the song, which is the Shimspong Sarangbake Namula. Oh, I don't even know what. Yeah, it's the same song from the audition test. And she refuses to sing because I think, like, one, I don't know if she actually knows the song or she doesn't Oh, yeah, she didn't or, recognize it. Yeah, she didn't recognize it. So I don't know if she like, refused because she know. doesn't know or, like, refused because of her pride. Yeah, and also it's a nightclub. Oh, that's true. So she, like, runs away, or she tries to run away, and then, and then um, there's, like, this dramatic door opening. It looked like she was gonna get raped by that big guy, right? I don't know, but it was just sketchy. It was it was so sketchy. And then there's a dramatic door opening, and you would think that it's Jingu coming to her rescue, but it's actually not her. It's Ohyeok, the teacher. <laughs> teacher came to rescue her. Dramatically he, whips out his teacher ID. Saying that he's, like, from the school and that she's actually been, like, accepted. As a special admission student. And then the little sister is, like, with him. So the little sister had called Ohyeok and um, told him the license plate number. Yeah. Anyways, um, Hemi and the little sister goes back to Ohyeok's place and Ohyeok gets beat up by his older sister. <laughs> like, all younger brothers. Um, because his sister is, like, frustrated that, like, he brought them over because he shouldn't be responsible for anybody but himself because he's, like, he can't even, like, take care of himself. Yeah, so. But anyways, um, Hemi overhears that in order for Ohyeok to keep his job, like, he has to recruit Find all these yeah, special two, two more kids. Two more kids. So one of them is Shihok, and then one of them is Song Samjin. He also said that, like, if they don't find him, then, like, he's fired and she doesn't get to go to the school. So then she, like, can't sleep at night and because she wants to help his, you know... Because she wants to get in. Yeah. So Hemi goes to Tambongni, which is where Samdong is living in. It's like a rural countryside, and um, there's, like, a scene where he comes out and he's, like, making his costume. But he, he, okay, the funny thing is, they keep flashing back and forth between these two, like, locations and these character, like, storylines. But while all these dramatic things are happening to Hemi, like, he's been working on that, that costume. <laughs> Every the, time they show him, it's, he's, he's, he's making still his costume. So, he's still sewing on the hood, like, 
<laughs> the whole entire drama episode. Yeah, like he's just making his costume, and so he, Hemi decides to go find him go find. And then um, Samdong made the costume so that he can go on the national singing contest, which is like a pretty famous. It's big. Yeah, it's called like Tonggu Pereda, which like the host goes to like rural areas the, and then just like tries to find like, the time. Mm-hmm. So there's like that famous the xylophone. Mm-hmm. So Samdong is on that and he sees Hemi and oh I think he see he saw Hemi like they like brush past each other and he bumped into he her bumped into and. Her. She dropped her, something. Her flip phone oh, fell apart. That's what it was. That's what it was. Oh. And so, like, he picked it up for her, and then it was love at first sight because because she was pretty. Yeah. And when he was on stage, somehow, this is the part that I don't really understand. Like, somehow the host, the MC, was saying that, like, um, what, so what made you come here? And then he's like, um, I think my mom is worried that I'm going to live alone. She can't long. sleep at night because she worries about my future, basically. But, I mean, that I think that was just, like, an excuse because he didn't want to say, like, he loves singing or whatever. But they took oh. that joke and then they used it as a way for them to, like, connect in the drama, you know, in a way that kind of made sense, at least. Because otherwise, like, I mean, she could go find him after the concert, but they decided to not do that. Oh, yeah. So, basically, the MC was saying that, like, hey, you should just pick out, you know, any girl and bring her up on the stage. Like any, there are a lot of pretty girls on the audience today. Like, just go pick one. There really weren't. They were all <laughs> like, they're all old people, except for Hemi. Yeah, so I don't know. So Samdong goes and picks Hemi, who happened to be on the first row. How did she get first front row exactly. seats? Exactly. But anyways, um, she brings up Hemi, or like she takes Hemi, and that's how the drama ends. With like, him, like a, with the dramatic. Oh, hand wrist grabbing. grab. Wrist grabbing. Wrist yes. grab. Wrist grab. Of course, can't forget about wrist grabbing in a Korean drama. If, if you don't have like at least three of those in the drama series, you're probably not watching Korean. <laughs> okay, so that's how it ended, but we also missed the part where um, the school. So I guess class started already. No, they're like getting ready for like the entrance ceremony. Okay, yeah, but then they were having class, right? Yeah. So um, maybe it did start. Maybe. Becky and IU and you know, the other two PM and Joinsong. Joinsong made it. He made it. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> we don't know how, but he, he made, made it. it. <laughs> anyway, so they're getting ready for class, and then um, their teacher is the scary bob hair teacher. She is apparently known to be like the best teacher at the school, and then so they were all in her class. So they all went in, and then she, suddenly the scary bob hair teacher threw a thousand packs. Onto the ground and told the students to pick it all up barefoot in five minutes. In five minutes. Great first impression. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, she says that it was to test their concentration, which I feel like you could have done that (laughs) another way, but you know, Koreans love their metaphors. It doesn't require that many concentration. It doesn't really require concentration to pick up tacks. It just just panic and fast movement. <laughs> I don't know, also, like, maybe... I loved how like Ayu was like, "We're missing one." Like, did you count them all? I know. Like she was like, "Oh no!" Like there we're one short. It's like, how, how did you keep you know? count? There were like ten different students. Oh yeah, there were like a lot of students, and they all had they their all own, had their cups. own paper cups. Yeah, and they were all so, collecting it. So maybe they counted their own and then they told them in five minutes. I guess. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, maybe. Or IU is super 
super like into intuitive and she just knows she has superpowers. Oh, this cup. She knows fifty three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you have sixty seven. Yes, she's just too magical that way. So the other two PM guy comes late. So his name was Jason. Jason comes late, and Julian's um, was like, "Wait, why are you so late?" And then the teacher was like, "Oh, ten points off." That kind of I don't know why they like, had Gryffindor. Yeah, I was like, "Is this in Hogwarts? Are you in Hogwarts? Like, who's counting? Like, what? How? Okay, like." They didn't even, like, explain the point systems to them. It's like, yeah. how many points do I start out with? Like, where's passing and failing? Like, how? That's you know? true. Like, that's true. You can't take points off there's, like, negative 10. Yeah, so it's like, like, just start assuming it's negative 10. I don't know. Like, you start off with a perfect score and go down from there? Like, no one knows. No one knows. But she just took 10 points off of Joyne's home. Poor guy for talking in class. And then Joyne's home was like, but he came in late, so why are you taking points off of me? And the teacher's like, well, if you're number one in the class... Which is like what? favoritism, blatant favoritism. So Seriously. is that like a pass to everything? So apparently, um, Jason is number one, was the top person mm-hmm. um, from the audition, and he was like the best of the best or whatever. So he was ranked number one. So she's like, oh well, if you're, if you're number, number one, one, and then they're like, <gasps> ooh, what? Joins <laughs> Poor guy. I feel like he's gonna suffer a lot in the series. I don't remember Twins on at all. I know a lot of people, but it's just so many unfortunate things happened to him. Oh, we didn't mention JYP. Oh, JYP finally comes out. So there was a pregnant teacher at the school, and the vice president was received a file from the pregnant teacher. The pregnant teacher was like saying that, oh, I guess someone's already chosen as my replacement. This is when um he was about to meet with the director about the special admission students. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, this is. Yeah, so apparently the teacher who was chosen as a replacement was JYP. He's chosen as like an English teacher. I don't know why you would need an English teacher, but... I mean, because they don't know English. Because usually, like, Korean idols, they, like... Yeah, but they could have, like... No, they need to know English because there's, like, random bursts of English in their songs. Oh. (laughs) Right? In all Dream High. (laughs) Oh. For those two words? (laughs) Anyways. He's the English teacher, and... We first see him in the file, like, we see his face in the file, and we think he's like, wow, he looks kind of upset. Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> his face is a mess, yeah. basically. And then they do, like, a shot, or they come to a scene with JYP, and he is basically trying to sell his keyboard at, like, the second-hand store, I think, mm-hmm. And but he's not getting a lot of money for it, and he's saying that he gets a call from his fiance. fiance and he gets angry because she keeps calling him while he's trying to make a deal. And he says that he is the only reason why he's selling the piano is because he needs to buy her an engagement ring. In the end, he yells at her, and then it's assumed that she like broke off the engagement. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he he's like, I'm not selling anymore, and then he like storms out. out. Yeah, and then so he's like at home. He's like literally like unemployed kind of. Like he's bumming around. Yeah, and then the director guy comes to his house, rings the doorbell, and then JYP has his hand, has his right hand down. He's like scratching his butt basically with his right hand, and then he opens the door, and then the oh, director no. guy like, he extends his hand for a handshake, and then JYP accepts with the hand, the hand, obviously scratching his butt. So yeah, so that's the first scene that we are introduced to him. Yeah. 
So the director says that you should become a teacher, and then there are people who like comment, and then eventually, like I guess he accepts. Mm-hmm. It's not really, it's not really determined in this episode, but since we already watched it, you know. <laughs> oh man, this episode was so long. It was really long. It was so long. Like so many things happened, but also like nothing much really happened, which I don't really know how it's possible. I don't know how I feel about this drama. Like it was, I thought this episode would be better than the first. I feel maybe and I we think need to was. give it more time. I think it was. I think it was because episode. the first one literally nothing happened except yeah. Hemi was being a jerk. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hemi's still a jerk. She still now. was a jerk, but more things happened. More things happened. Yes, that's true. Maybe we need to give it more time. You know, I actually like I remember watching this drama because of Ayu. Like, I knew IU was coming out, I was like, oh, I really like IU, so that's the only reason. And then when JYP came out, I was very surprised. I think my mom started, or like, she found it, and then she eventually stopped watching it, obviously, but then I started watching it. I don't know why, like, looking back at it, it's not as fun as I remember it being, but maybe it's just because it hasn't really started up. Also, like, I feel like this is, this was your first drama. There was you nothing have nothing else. else to base your opinions on. That's true, but even if you did, you'd be comparing it to, like, Boys Over Flowers. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, in that respect, it's pretty good. I really like how there's, like, random, like, cameo by Kim Hyun-jung. Yeah, like, it like, really, the first like, episode, he was contributes epic. nothing to the plotline, but, you know, it's fine. He's he's one F4. Pretty well known. Maybe that's why, like, he, he's been there, because like, he's pretty well known. Everyone kind of like the endorsement. I endorse this drama. (laughs) Maybe. Anyways, anything else that you remember? Mm, I think we covered basically everything. So far, my favorite character is um, the Nuna. Oh, the the teacher's Nuna. Uh huh. The teacher's sister. Well, just because you can relate. Yeah. That's true. I mean, imagine if you're just you know peacefully resting in your own home. And then your unemployed grandma, the brother, brings these two, like, random children. Mm-hmm. You don't even know who they are. And he's like, think of them as your nieces. And you're basically paying money out of your own pocket to feed them. To feed. Because she also said that he was also mooching off of her. Yeah, like, exactly. How dare you bring, so, like, an unwanted kid. Without and her also she's knowing. Weird. Yeah, without Yeah, her. she's like, oh, you weren't supposed to be here. It's like, it's her own home. Like, she can be there whenever she wants. If my brother did that. Kick you out too. Anyways, I mean, my favorite character is still Kim Seon, but we didn't see much of him yet. Just him. yeah, he was very tacky. Yeah, same hair as his mom. I said, that's like the style back they then. They have like matching <laughs> perms. Oh my goodness. His mom is so cute though. She's cute. I also like Chuin Song. I would like to see more of him. I think he's like the comical relief in yeah. this drama. Him that's and why you can't see more of him because he's just a side character. Otherwise, yeah. it wouldn't be as. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I hope he comes out more. I don't remember him, so maybe he doesn't. But anyways, um, I guess that's it for this episode then. Wow, we have this episode. This Almost drama is 16, 16, 16 episodes. So 14, so more, to 14 go. more We're a seventh of the way through. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have we done? Well, <sighs> it's okay. We can get through this. We can. Anyways, so yeah, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, if you got this far, congrats. Pat yourself on the back. Uh, you have 14 more episodes to go. Yay! Yay. See you guys in the next episode. Bye!